please milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today, and I'm joined by Leonora Cravota. Hello, Leonora. Good morning, Scott. So are you enjoying the um, the fireworks in the House of Representatives? Well, I got to say, it's starting, starting to feel like Groundhog Day. You keep repeating it <laughs> over and over again. I mean, there's, I mean, there's some slight variations, but you still always have that, you know, that group that haven't you know, found a place yet. So, we're, you know, we've had 11 votes already, three days and 11 votes. We're, we're going to 12. We're going to 12. And who knows how long this is going to take? Well, the big news is Donald Trump is open to the idea of being Speaker of the House. So that's, <clears throat> to me, that's big news. So Matt, Matt Gates, he said uh, this, he said, He's representing his people, right? right? He's representing the people he he elected him to serve, who elected him to serve, which is something that, you know, I don't think Dan Crenshaw got that memo. Yeah. Because here's here's the problem for McCarthy. I said yesterday, uh, there was a new poll that came out that had Ronald McDaniel. Ronald McDaniel, um, she got 5.6% support out of mm-hmm. about 1,078 um, GOP voters and of those voters 5.6% voted for Ronna McDaniel yeah so how in the world are you the RNC leader when no one likes you no one likes you exactly so obviously there's taxation without representation there people are not getting represented by the people that they want to All represent right. them right so how are they getting elected if that's the case? Yeah. Well, they got these little districts, you know, where they're winning. And that that seems to be a little bit of a, a puzzle there, a problem, um, because of gerry, gerrymandering, I would say, uh, lends itself to that. But they're also um, getting huge coffers over the course of time. They're almost an unstoppable force. They're in the media all the time. They get committee assignments. They get all these cushy jobs. They get these great connections. They get great donors. 
more importantly, uh, one of the things that the Freedom Caucus wants is term limits, three yeah. terms, yeah. right? Three term limit, right? And um, and what that would do is prevent people from getting so rich over time. Like Nancy Pelosi's worth like one hundred seventy million dollars on a hundred seventy thousand dollars salary, and it just obviously it's fraud and it's celebrity. And with the celebrity, you get paid endorsements and paid uh, to speak. Ocasio-Cortez is rich now overnight. Yeah. And Ilhan Omar, you know, she's got millions going to every one of her lovers, and um, <laughs> which are all over the place. And uh, they're just boozing it up and sleeping around with uh, not their spouse. Let's right. put it that way. Right. And they're just partying it up in D.C., and, you know, there's a lot, we've met a lot of good people too, but, you know, when we go to these events, we see a lot of different congressmen, but yeah. they're living high on the hog. They're having fun uh, with this, this new opportunity when they get elected. But the main thing is, is that these people, if you set term limits, and I was never really a big fan of term limits because my argument was that when you have a term limit, it turns that elected official who's now gotten great connections in Washington into a lobbyist. And we need less of that. What we really need is, but, but I, I actually agree with term limits because I give it some more thought. And I think that, um, I think that it would prevent a lot of people building up a huge war chest to steamroll over any competition that's going to come at them. So by having that three-term limit in the House, six years, uh, that's it. Um, I think that that would be a great thing. Of course, Kevin McCarthy's never going to go for that. Mm-hmm. He's been in, he's had 14 terms, you know, and he's got a war chest of, uh, just stacked, and it's going to be tough to beat. The other thing I think, though, that we need to take out of uh, place is corporate donorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that would, anything that could prevent, like, an FTX or a Sam Bankman-Fried from, or a George Soros from meddling in our elections. Why, why can't it be $5 donations uh, and a limit on per person as to what this person can do? Why not? It, maybe it would result in less ads, but maybe it would result, re- result in, in more, foot tra- more foot traffic, more, more uh, rallies. You know, when I when I do a startup, you know, I've done startups in my life where it's a shoestring budget. Who's your building person? Me. Who's your plumber? Me. Me. Who's your trash? Uh, who's your you know uh, trash picker upper? Me. Sanitation engineer. Sanitation engineer. Yeah. Um, you know who is your chief technologist? Me. Right. I mean, I'm the jack of all trades, and uh, that's what happens when you start a business. You do all the jobs. You answer the phone, you're the secretary, you're the chief of state, you're everything, right? Well, maybe that would be great if, you know, these politicians... Now, you can make the other argument, well, only the rich would then uh, be able to uh, win elections. Well, there, there should be some sort of limits as to how much could be spent. You know, when you have car races like NASCAR, for example, they have the restrictor plate. So in NASCAR, they have a restrictor plate, and it's the best driver wins. So, you know, and a lot of people didn't like that, and 
you know, personally, I still don't like that rule. I, I actually like it liked it when you know you would work all night and build the fastest engine. But they had regulations there too. But in any case, you get the you get the point that I'm making. Um, I just think that we need to bring more honesty into the uh, election process. And we wouldn't get these people like Kevin McCarthy, who are leading the whole pack, but not getting the support of the people. That's my main point, is Ron McDaniel is on TV leading the RNC, whether you like it or not. And frankly, only 5.6% like her. Which is pretty dismal. Yeah, I guarantee you that number is very much, if they ran the poll for McCarthy or McConnell, it would be pretty much the same thing. And they're all bowing to the World Economic Forum and the globalist agenda. Why? Because that's where the corporations are. Why do they keep the open borders? Why do they keep the borders uh, open so that people could come in and drug up your kids and rape your children and uh, take over your schools and take over your health care systems and wreck their cars driving drunk into people? Mm-hmm. and robbing stores because they're not sending their best. Trump was right on that. And so the point is they're keeping those open borders because they don't care about you. You know what they care about? They care about their corporate donor. Yeah. Because the corporations are benefiting from that because they're getting slave labor. So they could talk about minimum wage all they want, but the fact remains they're getting slave labor and they know it. And Nancy Pelosi, because of her, uh, she's getting long in the tooth, uh, slipped and said that. She said, basically, who's going to mine the agricultural fields when they all go to Martha's Vineyard on this political stunt? Oh, Mar- you know, you realize what you just said there, Nancy. You basically treated them like pawns as uh, slave laborers. So it's slave labor, and they open the borders. And it's globalism. Because they have access to slave labor and monopolistic markets and unlimited uh, cash resources and lending to the point where I have a photograph of not only Kevin McCarthy, but he's sitting there at the World Economic Forum with none other than Elaine Chow. And Elaine Chow is the wife wife of of Mitch McConnell. McConnell. And her family owns the Foremost Group, which is this huge uh, shipping container company who's benefiting by uh, getting uh, no-bid access to these uh, infrastructure and supply chain markets thanks to Cocaine Mitch. Because, you know, that's where he got his name. The the ships got pulled over once upon a time and there was cocaine on them. There was uh, drugs. So they might be shipping drugs too. Who knows? From China, like fentanyl or whatever. And incidentally, it's kind of funny, you know, Joe Biden, he was like, it's 20, we confiscated 20,000 uh, 20, pounds of, uh, of uh, fentanyl. That could kill 1,000 Americans. But like, was it more like 4.5 billion yeah. people? Yeah, but he's going to the border. He's going to go to meet with Justin Trudeau and, and Lobrador. And then he's going to, Stop off at El Paso. Meanwhile, they did uh, get some sort of a sting operation and got one of the uh, chapos or whatever down there. But uh, they're probably going to, like, clear the streets and put up, you know, 
um, oh, you know, all kinds of nice decorations for them and make the make the perfect photo op. It's going to look like El Paso. It's like going to make it look like uh, the beaut- the beaut- most beautiful Mexican restaurant you've ever uh, sat in. And uh, that's going to be it for you. That's what you're going to see on CNN and MSNBC. But, of course, everybody knows the border is open. And everybody knows why that is. They're importing voters and they're importing slave labor. That's it. Yeah. And the corporations and the politicians are working hand in glove to make that happen. And, you know, people like uh, Kevin McCarthy will talk out of both sides of their mouth. They're a smooth salesman. They're a smooth uh, talking salesman is what they are. And that's what they that. And that's the scariest kind when they're slick. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful about those people. So Matt Gates, you know, he's representing his people. He says there's not a Republican left in my district who wants me to keep voting for Kevin McCarthy. GOP representative to me on the floor of a few minutes ago. Oh, so uh, my apologies. Yeah. So he that's a quote he said from one GOP representative who said that to him. So he's quoting a GOP representative who said this to him yeah. on the floor. And um, the Republicans bashing Matt Gates don't seem to understand that every time they tell people that he's the one opposing Kevin McCarthy, it actually gets him more support. Yeah. Well, you know, he has a level of integrity here yeah. on this issue because it was in the campaign season when he and Donald Trump were stumping for a candidate that he said this. How apropos, promises made, promises kept. Sure. There is no greater country than America. There is no greater president than Donald J. Trump. Give us the ability to fire Nancy Pelosi, take back the majority, impeach Joe Biden, and I'm going to nominate Donald Trump for Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Well, that was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I love that meme that you showed me, the one with uh, Joe Biden sitting at, um, you know, doing addressing Congress and sitting um, in uh, the, you know, the main seat and then behind him in the speaker's chair is Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's like the shadow nose. Well, well yeah. you remember he's sitting in like Nancy Pelosi's right, seat. Right, right. Nancy Pelosi's seat, Newt Gingrich's seat, whoever else. I remember else when sat Nancy there. Pelosi tore up the uh, the speech. Yeah, that was so disrespectful. How inappropriate. Right. Well, you could just see. Wouldn't that be great? It's it's January sixth, folks. Yeah. How great would it be if today the Republicans decided to give the GOP voters what they wanted? Wouldn't that be the greatest thing? Well, as long as you've announced the date, uh, it also happens to be the epiphany. Yeah, that's so true. So this is, uh, you know, this is the day that the wise men delivered the, you know, gifts to Jesus. Yeah, and we normally don't give the date we on don't, a weekend but you, show, but like but on you, a Friday. But, but you did it. <laughs> you know why? Because this show runs all weekend, so, all over the place. So it's going to be January 6th all weekend. But you know what's interesting to me now? So we know. try to, like, 
say on Friday. Yeah, on Friday, this yeah. happened. But but the thing is, now that it's been two years since January sixth, you know who know. And then we've got this vote happening, and yeah. then of course we still have our our Judeo Christian culture where January sixth yeah. is still significant. So okay, we we yeah. set the date. Yeah. So there there's a great meme, and you know who tweeted that meme? Who? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Of course. Yeah. No, that's the that's the beauty of it. Is that was a truth over on Truth Social, and someone took a snapshot of it, and it was real Donald Trump that posted yeah. that, and he posted himself in Nancy Pelosi's seat, and he also tweeted this out. He said, <clears throat> he said this. He said, um, "I'm very disappointed." You remember, I was upset with Donald Trump for endorsing McCarthy. Yes, I remember. And that. I said, "That's tough on." Uh, that's really going to be tough on the uh, on the uh, t- the block of twenty, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, he should have had their back, right? And I'm glad he came around to doing this because this was a smart move. It says statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. He says, "I am very disappointed that Kevin McCarthy." even with my endorsement, could not get the job done today. Yeah. This was yesterday. Yeah. This was Thursday. Yeah. So many are saying that Matt Gates was on to something when he voted for yours truly. I have no interest in being speaker, but because I love America and its patriots, I will accept the nomination for speaker only if... There is a fair election that happens tomorrow. Then Americans will celebrate January 6th as a great day in our history. I'm sorry, Kevin, you couldn't close the deal. That could very well be a big statement. A lot of people said Trump didn't have the juice to move the needle, but they because they thought it was a political stunt from Matt Gates, But... Now that he has basically said that, uh, who knows? Who knows what's next in store? So let's take a listen to uh, how that went down uh, yesterday. So let's see. Um, Leonor, while I'm getting that, do you have anything you'd like to say to the people out there? Well, I would like to mention to the people, although it's completely off topic, that you should visit spectator.org and see my piece that I actually wrote for the print magazine about Billy Wilder. It's called Becoming Billy Wilder. It's about a new translation of his very early writings while he was in Germany um, you know, and in Austria mm-hmm. um, as a young journalist. So check that out, Becoming Billy Wilder, and it's on the website and it's in print. And if anybody would like a print issue, write to feedback at redstatetalkradio.com and I will send you a free print issue. So a lot of people, including myself, have been dis- disappointed by Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. And you know what's fin- funny and what's interesting is Marjorie Taylor Greene and... Uh, and Matt Gates were sitting next to each other. I talking. caught that, you yeah. know. So there must have been some interesting conversation yeah, going on. There's been a lot of that. They, they, they're obviously very friendly, and you could see that on the floor if you're watching C-SPAN. Yeah. And what's interesting is she's all smiles. Everybody knows that she's selling out 
uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is selling out for a committee leadership position. And if she stick, sticks with McCarthy, she'll get that for sure. It'll be guaranteed. And that's what's going on. That's the part that Matt Gates has the biggest problem with. And that's the part that Laura Ingram doesn't get because she's a shill for the Fox News Paul Ryan yeah. wing of things. See, all these great Republicans, whether it's um, Laura Ainsley, who's dating Hannity. You mean uh, uh, Ainsley Earhart. I, I mean, Ainsley Earhart. What did I say? Laura Ainsley? That's weird. Um, sort of sounded like Laura yeah. Ashley. Yeah. Um, Ainsley Earhart and Hannity are together, you know. And so um, they both are anti, they're both pro McCarthy and anti twenty. the block of 20. And so is the entire Fox and Friends, except for Pete Hegseth, Right. Who is kind of deviating from that? Tucker Carlson, obviously speaking truth to power, but all of Fox News has been told support McCarthy or else. Just like on election night, they said let's throw it in and rig the system for against Donald Trump or else. You know why? Because Paul Ryan and Karl Rove run the show over at Fox News. That's why, and McCarthy is a shill just like Paul Ryan is, for the globalist agenda. And this is Matt Gates. Matt Gates basically said this. Gates. Donald John Trump. Okay, Trump. So that was his official nomination, yeah. right? That's when he, whoa, you know, that was a big deal, right? right? He voted for that. But this was when he nominated Donald Trump. This was even better. So when you get nominated, you get your own little ticker, right? Right, yeah. On the uh, C-SPAN thing. And this is this is how he nominated Donald Trump. For what purpose does the gentleman from Florida rise? To place a name and nomination for the position of Speaker of the House. The gentleman is recognized. My friends, when Donald Trump was president, taxes were cut, regulations were slashed, energy was abundant, r- wages were rising, capital was returning from overseas to fund the dreams and ambitions of our fellow Americans, and the economy was roaring. What a contrast to what we have seen from this administration now. And so I rise to nominate Donald Trump for the position of Speaker of the House. And for all of the vitriol that we hear from the media and at times the left, there were great moments of bipartisanship under the Trump presidency. And the Democrat nominee for Speaker knows that well because he led valiantly on the efforts for criminal justice reform, and I was honored to join him. And I know no matter who's sitting in that speaker chair, we got a lot of work to do on that very issue. We took a first step, but there's a second step and a third step to take. And I'm glad that we were able to work with President Trump, with Republicans, and with Democrats to provide real outcomes for Americans to create greater prosperity and more opportunity. I also care deeply about President Trump's focus on our nation's veterans. It seemed for far too long on the campaign trail, veterans were disregarded, forgotten about. When we would get elected to office, their issues would not always rise and get center stage, but we were able to pass veterans' uh, accountability measures. We were able to actually get people fired at the VA who weren't doing their job. What a great thing that would be to extend and continue and to continue to nourish. President Trump oriented our views on trade so that we actually put the American people first, not foreign interests abroad or special interests here at home. President Trump knew that we had to confront China, 
that China had already engaged in a trade war against us, but it was a war that we were surrendering, and so we started to fight back. He stood with our farmers. And on foreign policy, we stopped trying to find a new Jefferson, Jeffersonian democracy to build out of sand and blood and Arab militias in the Middle East. Matter of fact, President Trump, I believe, is the first president in my lifetime that didn't start any new wars. This is an issue that I know unites some elements of the right and left for the benefit of our communities. Will the House be in order? This government for far too long has been deeply corrupt. This town has been deeply corrupt. The way people get leadership positions and chairmanships and opportunities to be able to morally preen has been by accepting lobbyist and special interest money and redistributing that money as currency for favors. And that is not a criticism of either political party. It is a criticism of what we have allowed to happen in this place. And if we just go next man up on our side of the aisle, we will reify that corrupt system and we will abandon the people who are expecting us to fight for them. I have heard from my colleagues about all the important work we have to do and it is my sincere fear that if we were to allow Mr. McCarthy to assume the speakership, that would not get done. That it would be business as usual and the very same things that have paralyzed progress for both parties would continue to shackle us to never-ending failure. We can be better than that. We can raise our gaze indeed. We also have to restore to the Speaker's office, an actual person that ought to be in the Speaker's office, not the squatter who is currently there. And if the architect of the Capitol is listening, I sent a letter, and I would like to know what the basis is to allow somebody to occupy the Speaker's office who comes in second place ten straight times. Is there, like, some basis in law or rule or precedent for that? And so I nominate President Trump because we must make our country great again, and he can start by making the House of Representatives great again. Doggy. <laughs> we, we've met him a couple of times. Yeah, we have, and actually the last time I saw him, I remind, uh, we saw him, I reminded him about how we, uh, I participated in an event with him, and he actually he intimated that he, that he re- remembered it. Now he may do that just to be polite, but I think there was something unique about that event. Now, we've, uh, we've uh, you know, that, that was his I wish that Laura Ingram listened to that speech apparently she didn't um, we've met some people that actually have worked for Laura Ingram's not, not no been I, so pleasant. I used to work with somebody who worked for her for her and didn't like her at all no, I mean she was really mean she was mean yeah. and you know it's not nice to hear about successful people that are mean yeah I mean I mean like the worst like he's horrible ever terrible yeah so I mean there's that and we've talked to that wasn't just the only person. This is like a consistent no, pattern. I've, I've heard it from at least two people, you yeah. know, that I know fairly well. Yeah, so that you know, and very well. Yeah, yeah. and um, and these are you know these are very true stories, people. So just you know, it's not always what you see, you know. But here again, she's just shilling for McCarthy, and it's just sad. Um, it really is. And, you know, I wish journalists would just ask the questions, get the answers, and just accept the answer mm-hmm. for what it is and mm-hmm. let the people decide yeah, yeah. what's true and what's not true. Yeah. That You could also have analysts on to explain, but in a, in, a, in a rational and unemotional way, I think it would be better. You but, did get a number of concessions that 
I'm not sure if I were on the other side, I would have given you, but a number of concessions from McCarthy. Like, like, why did she have to say that last yeah, part? I right? don't know. I'm not sure I would even give you that much because I'm a lawyer and I'm mean, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh-huh. So uh, it's here it is. You did get a number of concessions that I'm not sure if I were on the other side, I would have given you, but a number of concessions from McCarthy an attempt to get, you know, to 218. So he lowered the threshold of the votes required to begin uh, the process of removing himself as speaker. Just one person, one member of the conference can do it now. And to keep, uh, he also agreed to keep uh, his own pack out of GOP primaries and also to add more Freedom Caucus members to the House Rules Committee. And I understand he also signed on to a separate approval process for earmarks and allowed floor votes on term limits for members and specific border policy legislation. What else do you require that he do or agree to before Matt Gates will say, okay, I'm on board? I wouldn't be betting on uh, my vote for Kevin McCarthy under almost any circumstance, but it's important to note that all of those bullet so points you just then. presented. Wait, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, that's personal then. You, no, you no, just no. made this very principled point. No, no. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, I'm, I'm a man of principle, and I believe in X, Y, and Z, but if he gives me X, Y, and Z, I'm not going to vote for him. What? Well, here's, How does no, that no, no. make he, sense? Here's how it makes sense, Laura. Kevin McCarthy is the masthead of the lobby corps, and I resent the extent to which Kevin McCarthy utilizes the lobbyists and the special interests to be able to dictate how political decisions are made, how policy decisions are made, and how leadership decisions are made. Kevin McCarthy has been in the leadership for 14 years, and he has sold shares of himself to special interests, to political action committees, and so that's why I don't think he is an appropriate choice. Yeah, that ended shorter than I thought. Yeah, it did. It was pretty short. But that was the the clip that we had. So, um, yeah, it is possible. You know, if you're a globalist yeah. and and you're selling out to PACs, right. which is exactly what he said here, that's a problem, right. right? You have a conflict of interest. So it doesn't matter if you're going to agree to the terms of the uh, Freedom Caucus right? Uh, because there's, there's a little bit more to character than just that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we have this... Uh, couple of bullet points here. He says, reported concessions to the House Freedom Caucus, which they're saying might result in 10 to 12 uh, of the 20 switching over to McCarthy. But there's going to be a minimum of about seven that are um, that are going to be locked in. Yeah. Like Matt Gates is never going to vote no, for McCarthy. Right. So I don't think Laura, I think Laura Bobark is going to have Matt Gates's uh, back. Mm-hmm. And I think that Andy Biggs will have Matt Gates's back. I think Clyde will. Um, I think that there's going to be at least uh, Chip Roy might flip. He's sort of been just pure principle, right? Yeah. But I don't think he's appreciating the pack thing. So I don't think McCarthy, though, is going to get the votes unless the Democrats come over and join him. And Ro Khanna from California... Yeah. Somewhat of a moderate thinking, you know, commonsensical Democrat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would never vote for him because he stands for so many wrong things. Right. But he is, he's been on uh, Tucker Carlson. I've heard him speak. And, and I got to say, you know, of all the Democrats, 
He's been one of the more rational. And I've, I've met him, too, and, uh, yeah. and I've heard that from a number of people. Yeah, yeah. So uh, kudos to him. You know, kudos to him for that. Um, we're not going to take any calls right this moment. Uh, sorry about that. But um, in any case, I had the uh, volume up there. Um, so it says, reported concessions to the House Freedom Caucus. Lowering threshold uh, for motion to vacate to one. So it used to be five people. It's currently five people. Now it could be reduced to one individual saying that the speaker needs to vacate. What does that mean? Vacate his role. Leave. Leave. Stop being speaker. Right, right. So I don't think uh, McCarthy's going to go for that. House Freedom Caucus representation on Rules Committee. Right. House Freedom Caucus. Well, getting some of them on the rules committee. That seems like a fair well, horse and, trade. And uh, we're going to hear from Chip Roy on. Uh, we're going to hear about that on the rules committee um, because the rules are really important for each issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, vote, voting on term limits. Of course, McCarthy's going to say no to that. And mm-hmm. standalone votes on 12 individual. Bro- so here's the problem. 12 individual Chip. appropriation uh, bills. Yeah. Yeah. Standalone votes. Okay. Yeah. So what does they, that well, mean? They, well, what they basically are, these are 12 separate issues that they're going to have votes on. And they have to do with appropriation. So again, this goes back to money. This goes back to pork. This goes back to all the things that we're trying that, you know, people are trying to clean up in, in the so, government. So McCarthy's hands would be tied and uh, freedom caucus would gain a lot of power. So even if McCarthy were to get the nod under those rules, um, that would be great. Um, the only problem is the Democrats are going to come in and bail him out. And I said this yesterday in a tweet. I said, if Democrats, uh, you can change, I think you can change your vote up until the last minute. If yeah. Democrats start to pour in, in supporting McCarthy to yeah. do that, like sort of like right. a coup to take over the, uh, and, to con- and dictate the leadership that the Republicans are going to have. I think it, that's at the, at that moment, McCarthy loses, loses all of his support. Yeah. And the other part is, that they're saying is that if McCarthy caves into the Freedom Caucus, mm-hmm. you're going to have uh, upstarts like losers, like uh, McKin- uh, uh, Ch- Liz Cheney Light or uh, Adam Kinzinger Light, right. like Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. Who I don't know how this guy gets elected, frankly, because he stinks. And but he. Uh, you know, where Hillary Clinton called everybody deplorables, yeah. he decided to one-up Hillary Clinton right. and call everybody everybody uh, the biggest voting block in the country. Uh, he decided with, you know, moronic tendency, I guess, right. to call them terrorists and the enemy. Right. He's no different than Hillary Clinton, right. the uh, Dan Crenshaw guy um, from Texas, of all places. So how are we electing these people? I, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, of course, he's in it for that committee and that money. And uh, the other one is this. Yeah. If you are a Republican in a safe seat, mm-hmm. you don't get the money. Right. So what was happening before is McCarthy was giving money out to his cronies. Mm-hmm. And candidates that would really need it, maybe it was a MAGA candidate, wouldn't get anything. So the MAGA candidates wouldn't get anything. But... People like in a safe seat, whether it's Jim Jordan or Dan Crenshaw, they're going to get flooded with money. Right. Even though they don't need the money and they won't even spend that money, they'll just put it into a war chest for a rainy day if they ever did need it. So that's not a, a wise 
choice on how to spend money and win elections. So there's a lot of little things going on behind the scenes. But if McCarthy caves too much, if he caves too much, then he ends up losing some of the people that are already in with him. Because he didn't he couldn't promise all two hundred of his supporters gigs. You know, right. Fancy gigs, right? He, he he but he did give uh Marjorie Taylor Greene some fancy fancy uh pork, you know. Some, fancy some, pork. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, are we going to really keep using this uh analogy here? Are we going to no, have a pork roast? I, I uh, wanted to say like uh like fatty food, like scrapple or something, you know, but uh I was trying to think of something clever, but it didn't come out right. Mm. So anyway, you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> oh. um, so you know what they say is, you, we, 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 we'll mix some more metaphors. You can't uh, put lipstick on a pig. That's uh, that that is it. Yeah, that's um, what was her name? Sarah Sarah, Sarah Palin. Palin. Yeah. yeah. So it's a catastrophe that it's taking a few days to vote for speaker. Yeah. But perfectly fine to take well over 30 days to count election votes. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, that is I mean, when you bring up that irony there that we're sitting there and everybody's all aghast that the, this is going on for forever. So here are the 20 patriots and you might want to write these down. I'm going to give everybody a chance to get a pen and uh, and a paper right. um, to write these down. I'll tell you why that's important. Uh, I have a list of I have this list, of course, mm-hmm. and What's interesting about it is when you write these down and you watch C-SPAN on YouTube or mm-hmm. wherever, right? Rumble or wherever you want to watch it. Or TV. Uh, maybe TV's works. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So when you write them down, they go in alphabetical order. Okay. They start off with uh, the A's. I think there's an Adams. He happens to be, a, or he or she happens to be a Democrat. So um, in any case... Well, that's one of the advantages of your last name. You're often the first name on every list. Yeah. Um, so you got Andy Biggs. You got Dan Bishop. You got Lauren Bobart. Okay, so write these down. Biggs, Bishop, Bobart. These are the 20 that voted as a pack, as the pack of 20. So I'm going to start over. Biggs, Bishop, Bobart, Cloud, Clyde, Gates, Good, Gozar, Harris, Miller, Norman, Perry, Rosendale, Roy, Chip Roy, Byron Donalds, uh, Josh Brasheen, uh, Crane, Ogles, Luna, and self, Keith self. And so those are the 20. And so, you know, the um, thing about that is, is if you go and if, if it goes like Biggs, Bishop, Bobart, and they all say Donalds or they say Trump in mm-hmm. this case, that would be like, okay, that's already three. You already know you're going to get Gates, right? right? So you could pretty much know early in the count how this is going to go. Right. Right? Right. You don't have to wait for the whole hour. No, of course it not. It seems to take for that no. vote to take place. So I I just think that's... Uh, so again, it's Biggs, Bishop, Bobert, Cloud, Clyde, Gates, Good, G- 
goes are Harris, Miller, Norman, Perry, Rosendale, Roy, Donalds, Brasheen, Crane, uh, Ogles, and Luna, and Self. Now say now, that backwards. No, no, but you know, what's interesting here is Hearn is not on that list. And isn't um, Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma, didn't he vote for himself? You know, um, I'm yeah. not sure. I thought so. Yeah, MAGA Patriots, God bless them. So, yeah, so I'm not, you know, the, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, I'm a little confused about this list because there's also, um, there's also the Ukrainian woman, right? What was her name? You you read it off already. Uh, oh, oh, the Ukrainian woman. No, her name was, uh, oh, she voted present. She her voted name present. is Victoria Sparts. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. So in any case, um, there is a Hearn there. Because yeah. uh, he he was he was uh, from Oklahoma. Now he his mother died, and yeah. he's not going to be able to vote. Right, and also, over the weekend on and Saturday, also doesn't uh, somebody doesn't uh, somebody have to go to the doctor? Uh, I was at yeah, Andy so, Big so so it's kind of an interesting thing there. But yeah, I want you to hear this Chip Roy, uh, this Chip Roy uh, uh, encounter with uh, Brett Bear. He he gives a good point here. Specifics. What exactly do you want? You want what? Four out of nine uh, positions on the Rules Committee? Well, I'm not going to give you exact numbers, but I want to be able to have enough members of the Rules Committee that we can block bad bills. So that could be three, that could be four, and I want to make sure that Republicans are the ones making sure that those bills get through the Rules Committee to the floor, and I want an open amendment process, and I want to be able to have the ability to make points of order on the floor if amendments aren't going to be able to be, uh, you know, uh, relevant if they're not germane, etc. And Byron Donalds has, has agreed to all of those things? Uh, no, I can't say that. Byron Donalds is a part of our conversations. Byron Donalds, though, is on the same page as I am about what we need to do. Byron Donalds wants to change the swamp. Byron Donalds hasn't been here for the last 13 or 14 years, been a part of raising the debt from about $11 trillion in 2009 to $32 trillion this year. Like, 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 like that's the reality, right? Yeah, I and understand so, what you're saying, but I mean, specifics. Yeah. What exactly do you want? You want, what, four out of nine uh, positions on the Rules Committee? Well, I'm not going to give you exact numbers, but I want to be able to have enough members of the Rules Committee that we can block bad bills. So okay. that could be three, that could be four, and I want to make sure that Republicans are the ones making sure that those bills get through the Rules Committee to the floor, and I want an open amendment process, and I want to be able to have the ability to make points of order on the floor if amendments aren't going to be able to be uh, you know, uh, relevant if they're not germane, etc. And Byron Donalds has, has agreed to all of those things? Uh, yeah, uh, but... Uh, so I played that twice because I wanted to hear that second time. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing there. I actually think that Chip Roy is going to probably be satisfied with the compromise. Mm-hmm. And he might be a flipper. Um, we're actually going to take Paul Preston here in a second. Um, let's see. So uh, we're going to bring Paul Preston in. Uh, Paul, you're on the air. Hey, brother, what's really going on? <laughs> you hey, Paul, me, Happy you New Year. Me, you said watch it. What were you referring to? Oh, hey, I, you know, it's called <clears throat> something about lipstick pigs, that sort of thing. Oh, right, oh, right, I right, said right, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up with that, you guys? <laughs> well, he was talking about pigs and dressing up bills as you know, pork laden things, and we were playing around with pig know. analogies and pig as food, and then I brought up the lipstick with the pig. You know, we're just having a little fun. I know. You guys are doing a great job. This is great analysis, what you guys are doing. It's just absolutely exceptional. 
And uh, see, this is my show prep. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's, today's, so, it's today's show prep. I was listening to you guys. So, so Paul, this is, I would. So this is really some good stuff. I would love to get your input on uh, what, what's your whole take on what's going on today. And weren't you were, were you delighted and were you super happy that Trump tweet truthed out his thing that said, "Hey, if if it's a fair election and you guys want me, I'll I'll do it." Could you imagine on January sixth, Trump becoming Speaker of the House? How many heads would explode on the left side of the aisle? Well, and you know, the other problem that they have is that really in just 10 minutes, your time, uh, you have the Supreme Court that's going to be taking up, they're having a justice conference in which they're going to debate, you know, various cases that they're going to be examining. And you've got the Brunson uh, case that they're examining. And of course, if you've read anything about the Brunson case, actually, uh, New California and myself, we filed an amicus brief with the Supreme Court on behalf of them. So we're we're ready to see what's going to happen here. That's going to be discussed today in the Supreme Court as to whether or not they're going to take that up. And if you've read it, you know, they're talking about taking out 388 members of Congress. Uh, with yesterday when I was watching the closing thing, <laughs> whatever that was, uh, <laughs> which I just, I, it was most humorous to me to watch the faces of some of the people on the left because it, if you notice that it was like all of a sudden fear struck. Now, that was either the the, uh, the realization that Donald Trump actually could become speaker today, or they might be remembering that certain people got served papers that are in that crowd by the U.S. Marshals in regards to the case that they're going to consider today in the Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> so, Trump, Trump is winning the polls over on Twitter. It's trending. And everybody wants Trump to, to be the speaker. And nobody, oh, yeah. nobody, every poll I've seen, McCarthy is losing the poll. McCarthy's getting like 7%. And then Jim Jordan's getting like, who doesn't even want the job, is getting like 40%. And there's a whole list of candidates, you know, Byron Donalds, uh, uh, Hearn, Kevin Hearn, and, and a whole host of others. And then other gets the most. Like someone wants somebody else. On the polls where t- Donald Trump wasn't on, <laughs> Other was the winner. Well, in the polls where Trump was on the list, uh, Trump was the winner, the clear winner. And everybody knows that that would be the biggest, you know, spit in the eye to the to the left. It would be so apropos. And I think it would also be great for 2024 that if Trump were to get to be Speaker of the House, it would put him right in, you know, into the uh, attention-grabbing seat to really strengthen our candidate in 2024. I, you know, I totally agree with you. And the other thing, too, that's really near and dear to our heart is this uh, fight against the elections and the election fraud. And you know that what he's going to do is convene a group of people who are going to look really seriously at Dominion and all these other voting systems Absolutely. out there. Because out here in Cal- California, it's completely corrupt. And the guy who's in part leading the corruption, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, down there in Kern County, where he's from, Bakersfield, they don't want any part of him. Uh, this, I mean, he, he, the guy's going to come home, and they don't want him out here. Hey, Paul, listen to this. Lara Logan tweeted this out. McCarthy voted for same-sex marriage, vax mandates for military, $100 billion for Ukraine, to use Medicare to fund US, the U.S. Postal Service, drafting for of women, J6 committee, D.C. as the 51st state, 
amnesty for DACA. He also endorsed Liz Cheney back in, I think it was 2015 or 18, uh, where you know, she was supposed to be a leader. And he had her back, especially when she started going after Trump. And then he's on hidden tape uh, where he said, we got to get rid of this guy, like this Trump guy. It's just, you right. know, this is a bridge right. too far over J6, which we know was an FBI infiltration, not an insurrection. Absolutely. It was not an insurrection. It was it was their insurrection. Yes. Is what it was. It was Nancy Pelosi. It was a coup. And, uh, Kev, it was a coup d'etat. That's exactly You can't put it any other way. And right now they've reversed the tables on everybody. Of course, they've, they've arrested people when the people that really need to be arrested are the people that are part of the FBI that, that perpetrated the whole fraud on everybody and Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this whole thing is treasonous. I mean, when you break the whole thing down, it's all treason. It's all about treason against Trump. And you, when you overthrow a president like this, it doesn't matter if it's a war, like a civil war where you're shooting at people, or it's when people are conspiring with foreign governments such as China to actually overthrow the president. This is called treason. And uh, these people are subject to this. This is what this court case is all about today. So right. that's going to be a very interesting thing to see if this oh, all pans out. And, and if by, it does, they're going to be screaming. And by the way, just so you know, McCarthy reportedly plans to make Crenshaw the head of the Homeland Security Committee. And Crenshaw referred oh, to boy. the 20 Republicans protesting McCarthy as terrorists. So you tell me how that's going to go. And then the other one is there's a company called West Realm Shire Services, listed as the official PAC for FTX, gave $1 million to Mitch McConnell and oh, gave wow. $750,000 to, to Kevin McCarthy. So, you know, wow. you tell me. But in any case, look, yeah, we yeah. got to we got to cut it. You know, we got to go but because um, we're running out of time. I got two clips to play. But okay, guys. Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for calling in. All right. Take care, Paul. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye bye. All right. So that was great that Paul called in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. So I got two clips to play that are pretty short. I want want you to hear this one from Real Anna Polina. She's the freshman Florida congresswoman. Take a listen. Love it. But I want to clarify something real quick to my colleagues across the aisle. What you're seeing with this discussion does not mean that we are dysfunctional. And in no way, shape, or form will a Democrat ever hold the gavel to a Republican-controlled House. That's true. That the... The, that's a fact checked true yeah <laughs> this is when heads exploded yesterday in the house of representatives when the uh uh chairwoman yeah uh said these words the honorable donald j trump of the state of florida has received one with one recorded as present the honorable <laughs> donald j yeah, they hated to say the honorable. They hated to say honorable. <laughs> yeah, he's back. <laughs> they really hated that. Yeah, I got uh, another one. Um, yeah, here we said this in the beginning. 20,000 pounds of fentanyl is enough. So here's, here's Joe Biden. For example, since August of last year, Custom and Border Patrol have seized more than 20,000 pounds of den- deadly fentanyl. That's enough to kill Kill as many as a thousand people in this country. Twenty. Try four million people. Four point five billion yeah. people in this country. Yeah. Twenty. The guy is just completely. You know, what his mind is 
What can I tell you? <laughs> it's just it's nonsense. All right, I have this really great clip that I want to share with you because this is really what's at stake. And uh, oh, by the way, they they uh, erected a statue costing twenty four thousand pounds in Great Britain for Greta Thunberg. Oh God! <laughs> and you know she is completely a propped up person. This is not an organic child. Yeah. Yeah, and then I had a story I was going to refer to where, uh, you know, about McCar- Kevin McCarthy and Frank Luntz living together. <laughs> um, listen to this, though. This this is a pretty good one. Okay, what I'm going to say, maybe you won't like it, but I don't care because I'm not here to say things that you'll like. I'm here to try and keep things real. If you want to retain your freedom long term, then you're going to have to lose some other stuff along the way. Some sacrifices are going to need to be made by you, by me, and by everybody else. Okay, we're in a war right now with the globalists. That's a fact. We're being assaulted on all fronts, medically, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, you name it, they're coming after us. And not only us, but our children, the younger generation, and the elderly, the older generation, and everybody in between. It's an all-out assault. It's a war. And nobody goes to war without losing something or sacrificing something. What exactly that will be will depend on the individual, but some things are going to have to go. You're going to have to lose some stuff in some battles to win the war. Let me give you an example. These so-called 15-minute cities that are being proposed, how do we combat that? How do we make sure that doesn't happen? Well, protests are being organized, which is fair enough. Letters are being written to MPs, which will do absolutely nothing. So what do we do? We get people together and purposely disobey whatever they set in front of us. So if they say you can't go more than 15 minutes, you go more than 15 minutes. They say you can't leave your zone, you lose your, you leave your zone. And then what? They fine you. They maybe haul you before the court. You might even serve some time in jail. If that's what it takes, then so be it. If you have enough people together, they cannot possibly process all the fines. And they cannot possibly prosecute all the people that refuse to pay the fines. We must resist. And we must resist in numbers. And if you have to take a hit to the pocket or spend some time behind bars, then so be it. But these people need to go, and we need to be prepared to sacrifice. That includes me. That includes you. That is the reality of where we're at right now. And with that, I say stick with the block of 20 yeah. and fight this fight because it's a war against globalism. McCart- Kevin McCarthy is a globalist, and the fight is against globalism. And that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out Pack. Make a donation if you can, because it's important for us. Also, uh, go to magapack.org. Also, use Red State as your MyPillow code. With that, my name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Corbetta. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. 